It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. And welcome to the Front Stretch, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. And today's show is going to sound just a little bit different. Uh, Dirk and I were not able to get together this week, mainly because I got to go get my brain tickled for a fourth time. And Dirk poked fun at me once again. I failed yet another test. But uh, the company that we that I work for, that we do the radio show in the studios, would rather that I stay away from the studios for a little bit longer because my girlfriend Sarah did test positive for COVID-19. So uh, we were not able to get to the studio together, so I am recording this in the, we'll call them the backup front stretch studios, uh, otherwise known as my basement. So uh, anyways, Dirk's not going to be with us in turns one and four, but he will be with us in turns two and three. That's when we're going to sit down and talk with Ottawa Dragway champions Rick Pitzer and Taylor Hansen. We sat down with them at Quaker Steak and Lube. Prior to me being exposed to COVID-19 and Sarah being exposed to COVID-19, we sat down and talked to them about their championships. We're going to play that in turns two and three coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Turn one, we're going to go through some of the national and local news. And then in turn number four, we're going to cover any articles that we weren't able to get to in the opening 15 minutes of turn number one. Once again, a big thanks to Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs online at joescarding.com. Your time has ran out to go over and watch the Slick Track series at Joe's Carding. There is no racing in December because everybody at Joe's, including Buddy, understands that December can be quite busy for everybody. So they take December off and then they'll be back in January and February to wrap up the Dirt Track Bank Slick Track Series presented by Joe's Carding uh, Tuesday nights at Joe's Carding Council Bluffs. Anthony Clark, absolutely on a tear, has won three in a row. And the only thing that's going to stop him now, possibly some cold streak coming in December, is he's going to cool down just a little bit, and then we're going to get back to competition in January. So big thanks to Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing, as always, just across the river at 23rd Avenue. Like I said, in turn number one, we're going to cover some of the national news and notes as well as local dirt track news and notes. Got a couple of interesting articles that we'll cover as we get into some of the local stuff that's being announced as of Friday evening when I recorded turns one and four. Let's kick it off with some NASCAR news. Kyle Busch is going to have a brand new crew chief in 2021. Adam Stevens, who helped Kyle Busch win his two championships We'll be moving to the number 20 and will be the crew chief for Christopher Bell. Xfinity Series crew chief Ben Beshore will be moving to the 18 and will be the crew the crew chief for Kyle Busch Motorsports. By the way, last time that Kyle Busch got a new crew chief that came out of the Xfinity Series, I already talked about it, it was Adam Stevens, Kyle won a championship that year. So maybe this will be the year that, Adam, that Kyle is able to turn things around, get more than just one win on the year. I think anybody could say that when you're able to win in the National Series, it's a, it's a tough thing to do to win. But when you're Kyle Busch caliber and you've won every you've won at least once in every single one of your full time Cup Series years, then 
when you only get one win in the year, it, it's uh, it's definitely something that takes note. And Joe Gibbs Racing has taken note of that and have decided to split up the man that was finally able to bring Kyle Busch two championships. And like I said, he's going to bring up uh, Ben Bashore, who is in the Xfinity Series for the last couple of years. Ben will be taking over crew chief abilities for the 18. Good news. Uh, I think this is great news for Christopher Bell because he's going to be getting a championship caliber Crew chief sitting on the pit box with him, helping him through the progressions and understanding how these cars develop over the race. And then those two are going to work together. And I expect uh, Christopher Bell to knock off at least one win in 2021. And I think he's going to do very well for himself in 2022 as, as Adam Stevens and Christopher Bell begin to build a report. So once again, Kyle Busch getting a brand new crew chief coming up out of the Xfinity Series is going to be Ben Bashore. And then moving to the number 20 with Christopher Bell is Adam Stevens. So uh, good, uh, good shake up there. It, it's, you know, a lot of times you can talk about in pro sports, sometimes all you need is a little bit of a shake up and things uh, begin to spark once again. Last week, we found out that Eldora Speedway has confirmed that the Truck Series race will not be returning to their racetrack in 2021. It was kind of interesting information. I didn't expect Eldora to be giving up that truck race, but uh, Chris Krug over at My Race Pass, him and I had a little bit of a conversation about that, and he said, you got to understand that they have four big races this year they have to pay a purse out for, and it's not like they're going to be separate races. You know, when you talk about big purses like the 100, the Dream, uh, the Kings Royal, the Silver Dollar Nationals. What makes that work is the multiple day race weekends. When I-80 takes it from a three-day race weekend to a four-day race weekend, it makes a six and, uh, what, nearly three-quarter of a million dollar purse work a little bit better because you've got extra days for camping, extra days for concession, extra days for tickets, and that all factors into the end result of being able to pay the purse. Eldora Speedway has said that they're not going to be canceling the races that, that they missed this year. Instead, they moved them to 2021, and they will be paying the full purses for those races that were originally scheduled in 2020 and in 2021. So Eldora's got some big purses to pay. And uh, it, they've, uh, they've obviously decided, my understanding is that Tony Stewart called NASCAR and said, hey, listen, uh, we're not going to be able to have that race this year. So uh, moving on down the road, and we found out just a day later that Knoxville Raceway has picked up that Truck Series race. So the Truck Series will remain on dirt, and it will be at Knoxville Raceway in 2021. In fact, it will be July 9th. That's a Friday, and that butts up against a, uh, I believe it's a USAC wingless show. Big news for Knoxville. Dirk and I have talked about it several times on the show that Knoxville has been trying for years to get that Cups, uh, truck series race. And to our understanding, one of the big hurdles was that uh, uh, Knoxville did not have a permanent infield care center. That was something that was critical for NASCAR in order for them to bring a national touring series to a track like that. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series comes to Knoxville Raceway for the first time in history, July 9th. That will be a very, very cool weekend to uh, get down to Knoxville Raceway for a nice, awesome weekend. Not only the Camping World Trucks, but also the wingless sprint cars are going to be at Knoxville that weekend, too. Again, that is July 9th at Knoxville Raceway. Got some sad news. We found out on November 25th that Hendrick Motorsports employee William Harrell was killed in an automobile accident along with his wife in Florida on uh, November 24th earlier this week. The newlyweds were traveling to celebrate their honeymoon after being married just the Saturday before. 
Harrell was a standout tire carrier for Hendrick Motorsports for the last eight seasons. Most recently worked with the 88 NASCAR Cup Series team of Alex Bowman. He was also a two-time NASCAR Xfinity Series champion and a pit crew member with JR Motorsports. So horrible news there as the two had just been married on Saturday night and then were killed in an automobile accident on Wednesday night. So rest in peace those two. So terrible news coming out of Hendrick Motorsports. More news coming out of Hendrick Motorsports. Chase Elliott has announced that he is going to be throwing his hat in the ring for the Chili Bowl Nationals on January 11th through the 16th. Fresh off of his Cup Series championship, Chase is going to be uh, trying his hat in the wingless midgets at the Chili Bowl Nationals. Last year featured such NASCAR notables as Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, Justin Allgaier, Alex Bowman, Ryan Newman, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., J.J. Yaley, among uh, God, I think it was like 250 other competitors. A tough Chili Bowl entry for 2020. We're only going to see that entry list grow as we get a little bit closer to the 2021 race. And again, Chase Elliott going to be throwing his hat in the ring for that race. Again, January 11th through the uh, 16th. And speaking of Ryan Newman, he was featured in Motor Trend Season Documentary. Ryan Newman's post-Daytona 500 crash was well-documented, and his story is once again being featured in national headlines, as is featured in NASCAR 2020, Under Pressure. It's a multi-part documentary that tells the story of the 2020 NASCAR season. Newman's episode, Now or Never, debuted on November 14th exclusively on the Motor Trend app. The episode picks up after a whirlwind summer with NASCAR returning to the World Center of Racing for its final race in the regular season. As a part of the episode, Newman returns to the site of his horrific accident, which nearly claimed his life and was mere feet away from his second Daytona 500 trophy. He picks up uh, and it picks up Newman's life and outlook in the weeks and months following the accident. Plans to broadcast Under Pressure to air on a broadcast television will be announced at a later date. Additional episodes will continue to air until December 12th. You can get a free trial of the Motor Trend app. You'll also get access to over 3,600 hours of automotive entertainment, including shows from Motor Trend, Discovery Channel, live events, and more. You can find out more information, motortrendondemand.com. And you can find that uh, that documentary and multi-part series that features Ryan Newman and his accident at the Daytona 500. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week that Ken Squires, uh, Hall of Fame announcer, has uh, been has tested positive for COVID-19. And according to Dave Moody, the family gave him permission to pass along that Ken Squire had been moved from his home to a Copley hospital in Mooresville, Vermont, where he can receive higher quality of care as he continues to battle COVID-19. And on Tuesday night, we got an update from Dave Moody once again, uh, relaying information along from the Squire family that after a challenging few days, the doctors now say they expect Ken to beat this. He is still very weak, but getting wonderful care. Keep the prayers coming. Uh, Everybody, they are definitely working. So our thoughts and prayers are heading out to uh, Ken Squires as he is battling COVID-19, as many Americans around the country are too. John Hunter Nemechek, we talked about it during last weekend's show, announced that he would not be returning to Front Row Motorsports, and I felt like there was a big announcement coming, but there really wasn't an Xfin- or a Cup Series ride available for a big announcement. Somebody that you could say, well, that's a, uh, a good move for John Hunter Nemechek, leaving Front Row Motorsports and maybe picking up another ride. Well, the other shoe dropped on Monday night as Kyle Busch Motorsports announced that they had acquired John Hunter Nemechek to compete in the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Championship behind the wheel of the organization's number four Tundra. 
So he'll be racing for Kyle Busch Motorsports in uh, 2021 in the Truck Series. I'd love to see him continue his effort in the Cup Series, but he feels like this is the best move for him, and uh, I think John Hunter Nemechek's got a pretty good head on his shoulders as well as uh, a father that knows how to manage a career. So John Hunter Nemechek in the number four Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the uh, Truck Series. Tony Kanaan and... Jimmy Johnson are going to be splitting duties at Chip Ganassi Racing in 2021. We heard that uh, Jimmy Johnson was going to be racing some races for Chip Ganassi Racing in the IndyCar Series. Didn't know exactly what. Now we know he's going to be splitting duties with Tony Tony Kanaan. More information can be found on that on our Front Stretch Facebook page. We've got a new NASCAR Cup Series team that's going to be hitting at hitting the uh, track at Daytona. Matt Tift and BJ McLeod are thrilled to announce the formation of Live Fast Motorsports. It's going to be a number 78 Ford Mustang, and they're going to be competing on a full-time basis in the 2021 season and beyond. BJ McLeod will pilot the number 78 Mustang under the charter that Tift and McLeod obtained in 2020 alongside Joe Falk. Live Fast Motorsports has entered a strategic partnership with Stuart Haas Racing to assist in the team's competition and navigate the difficulties of developing a successful Cup Series team. Good to see more teams entering into the sport. So Matt Tift, who uh, was a promising young man in the uh, in the NASCAR ranks, unfortunately sidelined early in his career due to some health issues. And BJ McLeod has done plenty of racing throughout all three of the series. He's going to be piloting number 78 in the Cup Series as they partner with Stuart Haas Racing. That's going to do it for national news. We'll come back in turn number two, and we're going to sit down with Rick Pitzer, Onawa, race, Onawa Dragway Track Champion. And then in turn number three, we're going to talk with Taylor Hansen, also a track champion at Onawa Dragway. Dirk's going to be back. We recorded those interviews earlier this year, uh, just a couple of weeks ago at Quaker Steak and Lou, big thanks to those guys for helping us out with setting us up location to be able to record outside of the normal Front Stretch Studios. So you're going to be hearing Rick Pitzer and Taylor Hansen coming up in turns two and three. And then I'm going to come back in turn number four, get you caught up on some local racing news. There's been a couple of uh, bombshells that have dropped that you're going to be able to find out about if you hang around and listen for turn number four. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back on the Front Stretch. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Conversation with another local champion. This time, he flies straight on Saturdays and Sundays at Onawa Dragway, and we're talking with the sportsman champ, Rick Pitzer. Rick, welcome on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. We got to sit down and talk with you at Quaker Steak and Lube on a Monday night. Uh, first thing we always like to do is, what would you have to eat? I had... Philly and onion rings. The onion rings are good. Pretty damn oh, good. I just love them. Every time I'm here. Yeah. D- uh, dip them in anything or? Nope. Yeah. Just straight up onion oh. rings. I-, I always love ranch, so I dip everything in ranch. <laughs> I usually dip my ranch in ranch. <laughs> just to yeah. give you an idea. You and my wife would get along just <laughs> great. If you ever bring her here, have her get the Arizona ranch wings. 
Arizona ranch wings. Okay. It's it's a little bit of spice, but it's ranchy flavor. It's they're they're amazing. Okay. Bring her on a Tuesday night, all you can eat wings night. She could try multiple flavors. Just saying. <laughs> all right. We'll do that. <laughs> Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lou for letting us come down on a Monday night and uh, talk to the track champions. And uh, Rick, real quick, just uh, kind of have a conversation about your truncated season a little bit. How'd everything go down for you at Ottawa other than Obviously, you got a track championship. Got a track championship. We started out a little slow up there this year. First weekend, we went a couple rounds, but didn't have a lot of success. We were waiting on a on a motor to to get change motors, trannies, uh, converters. Did a lot of different things. Got the truck running better about mid season, and from then on out, it was it was pretty good. But. Uh, so yeah, I know you won the sportsman class, but that means as much to me as okay as eighteen sportsman gigabyte video card is, from uh, MSI to anybody else. But sportsman class, we don't have any uh, basically aids. We uh, we foot brake it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you when you launch, you have one foot on the on the brake, one on the gas, and you go. There's no trans brakes. There's no two step rev limiters. Uh, we don't have delay boxes. It's old school racing uh we are limited on speed in the in the eighth mile we we you know we're limited to 750 uh generally you'll be in 660 feet you'll be 750 at about 90 miles an hour Uh, 750 works over to about a 12 second quarter mile i was going to say because my super street car you know, running back in the Scribner days, uh, what we run 1107 index or something, but I was a 740 flat out in an eighth. Yeah. So. Okay. So is that horsepower you're talking? 740, 750? No. Time. 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 Oh. Seven. Okay. Like seven seconds and then. Got it. A seven and a half seconds. Okay. Uh, but yeah, in, in, in most of the rules are, are between 11, 50, and 12 seconds, quarter mile. We run eighth mile to Onawa. Mm-hmm. Most, of the, most of the bracket racing anymore, the, I mean, eighth mile is just a lot easier on equipment. Yeah. Oh. Is it is it similar, Dirk, to like a short track and a in a in a big track, where engines last a little bit longer, things don't get as hot? Not really, because you you want a little bit of heat in your drag motor to make the horsepower, so you don't want it to be cold, so to right. speak. But to me, the biggest deal of running the eighth mile is the turnaround between the races. As a spectator, it is so much better. Absolutely, with with eighth mile, you get down the track, you get off the track quicker. Uh, the racers, you know. You go from eighth mile to quarter mile, and you put two or three more hours on the day just trying to get all the cars ran. Mm-hmm. And everything in an eighth mile, everything that you do in a quarter mile happens in the eighth mile. It's just quicker. I mean, right. you, you still take the same amount of shifts. You do the same amount of everything. It's just that last four or five seconds at the end of the track or three or four seconds at the end of the track that you're not sitting there just listening to your ev- engine rev and... Uh, for by the way, a, a lot of people that race a lot are really, really liking the eighth mile a lot better. For and our, our you, producer, let me jump in real quick. Our, our great producer, he said shifts, same number of shifts as in shifting your transmission. Yes. I just want to clarify that. Well, yeah, a little so. ongoing joke, Dirk, and I have right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes we get we get questioned about the words that are said on the show because they're very close to four letter words that can't be on our show. And yes, I just we, wanted to clarify. We try that. not to do that during <laughs> our races. Things uh, go we, south. You we, can you can shift multiple times. Yes, <laughs> and you on, can shift your pants real quick. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And on Gary's Gary's end of it, if somebody 
somebody does break something and dump some fluid, there's not near as much cleanup. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and it's, it's, it's more economical for the track. You have less track prep. You have less speed. So your insurance costs are better. I mean, you know. <laughs> they're not great, but they're better. <laughs> exactly. But, but there's a lot of things that, that are, you know. And I like the, I like the quick and, and you, you, you have to, you know, the fast cars are, are in the high four-second range, mm-hmm. you know. They, they don't have a whole lot of time to make up all their decisions and, and make up their minds. So there, there's a lot of things you do in that, that four to seven seconds. I don't think I can ever be accused of making up my mind in four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can make a lot uh, of bad decisions in four seconds, That's too. very true. Dan don't even make the bad ones in four seconds. That's his biggest issue. We're talking with Rick Pitzer, the sportsman champ. Rick, you'd mentioned at the beginning of the in the interview that you guys had a little bit of a slow start because you were waiting for an engine to get here. Uh, were you a little bit surprised at the time you guys were able to start racing because everything had been shut down for, for a couple of weeks, a couple of months at a time? And I, I'm, I'm shockingly surprised at how many circle track racers still didn't have their cars together when we got to go race in June. <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm asking. Were you, oh, were you oh, yeah. a little bit surprised and you were like, oh, no, we're racing next weekend. I don't have no, stuff. No, we, 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 knew, we, we knew we had a new motor coming, and we were – we just we had the old motor in the truck and and we're just too concerned about it so uh but i didn't realize how much the new motor was going to help with just consistency and you know yeah. drag racing is about consistency and 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 things like that and the old motor just didn't have the compression anymore and and it just was inconsistent and i i was fighting it but do you that engine that you ordered, is it uh, a stock engine from GM, Ford, or do you have it built from somebody? A, uh, Dodge. Okay. I'm, I'm a Dodge guy. Okay. Uh, Sorry for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They're, you know how many wins they had in NASCAR this year? <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, they met, you know how many starts they had in NASCAR this year? <laughs> Well, Anyways. no, that's not true because they did have some trucks, I think. Do, do they still have Dodge engines in the trucks? Yeah, I think there's still a few trucks yeah. out Good there that are, that are running that are Dodges. Anyways, you were saying. So it's a Dodge engine. It's a Dodge engine. And it in sportsman class, you run a – it's not a real real high-tech. You don't have to build anything big and fancy. Uh, it's 11-to-1 compression. You know, we run about a – we run about a 580 lift cam. Uh, nothing – Nothing ridiculous, but, but, uh, and we, ours, our engine's even a little faster than it ought to be, so we run it on a restrictor plate to get to that 750 mark. Okay. Well, and like you said, with, you mentioned the word ridiculous as far as, you know, some of your parts and whatnot, not having that ridiculous stuff in does add longevity. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I race at a couple different tracks, and we run probably, on the average of about 300 passes a year or something like that. And you start running the, the high lift camshafts, the, the really, and, and turning the high RPMs and everything. You know, we build our stuff for longevity so that we can get two, three years out of a motor before we have to freshen it. Because, you know, you, you start putting 800 lift in a, in a motor and... <laughs> Dirk raised his hand. It's, yeah. That's Oops. the nice thing about bracket racing. Yeah. Is you can, whatever you build, you can race 
you know, if, if you dial nine seconds, that you can still beat the guy. If you have a good reaction time and are consistent, you can still beat the guy that runs seven seconds. It, yeah. With uh, with winning your tra- championship in the sportsman class, you got to go down to was it Memphis? Memphis, yes, and, and do a little bit of racing. Talk about how that went. Yep. Uh, this is the second year I got to go to Memphis. Last year I lost first round. This year I lost second round. Oh, okay. However, <laughs> it was not all of my doing. Uh, they have a, what they call a race of champions on Friday. I won first round. Second round, I had a good advantage at the tree. We were about half track, and the fuel pump died. Oh, damn. So we had another fuel pump whiz. We changed that. So we're ready for Saturday. Saturday morning, I won first round. Had a good reaction time at the tree. Had a little advantage there and broke an axle. Second round. <laughs> Jeez. Not my weekend. Yeah, so, no. Uh, those but, are some oddball deals. Absolutely. And that's the frustrating thing is you know you're running well. Yeah. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, we, we go by reaction times and things like that. My worst reaction time of the weekend was uh, 34 thousandths of a second, you know. We, we, were, we were good. Uh, did not necessarily the best, but but uh, we we felt like we had something going, and it just didn't work out. But uh, that's racing, you know. If if you can't take those little deals in racing, you better find different sport. Cause yeah. If you're starting all day with an O thirty four, you're going to win a lot of races. That sound is as long as it took Rick to react at the line, and that was my slow one. <laughs> Jeez. That was my slowest of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. And and, and hopefully you yeah. had nothing faster than one thousandth of a second. No. No. <laughs> I had zero, zero, 008009, you know, in, in time trials and stuff for the weekend. Sure. Zero, 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 nine, oh, two, oh, oh, two, five. My and God. I, I don't even, those, those zero, zero, eight and zero, zero, nine, I'm not even entirely sure that's that's recognizable audio. Like it moves so fast that you you could. Well, exactly. I mean, to, just to put it into to, to radio we, terms we for people. We all talk yeah. about this stuff, and it's ridiculous. In Ottawa, they have a timing system that goes out to four zeros for reaction time. This year, I had a four zero light. What and do they call that? A perfect, perfect, yeah, perfect. light to four zeros. How do you do that? I mean, you all, you that was you, an accident. It's an you accident. You have to anticipate. <laughs> it's dumb luck. Anybody that says, "Well, we set up to," I do, do it that. every round. Yeah, yeah we. If no, you, you they don't. tell you they set up to do that, they're just lying. You know that that's just dumb luck. But uh, it was just one of those deals, and uh, it happens. Yeah. We're talking with Rick Pitzer, uh, the sportsman champ at Ottawa Dragway in 2020. Rick, we always ask this question to our circle track friends, so we're going to ask it to you guys because there is plenty of predominant drag strips out there in the country. Where is the coolest place you've gone and run at, and where's the place you would like to go and run at? Well, hmm. By the way, Gary's back there looking at you going, Ottawa Dragway. (laughs) (laughs) Ottawa Dragway. Gary, put that chair down. Well, and, and the, the job that Gary and Gary are doing up there, that will be a premier facility in a few years, yeah. but they've got a lot of work to do. But that's the, that's the great reason that we will still support them year after year because we see the amount of work they're right. doing every week. And by the way, Gary and Gary is the husband and wife duo. It's not the multiple personalities of Gary Harper. <laughs> Yeah, we'd, 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 have to, we'd have to go with Gary and Gary and Gary and Gary and Gary. <laughs> but 
But, Anyways, uh, what is your what is the coolest place you've ever run at, and where is the place you want to probably run at? Memphis is definitely the coolest because yeah. you're you're running for the world finals. Yeah, you know, that, that's and it's a neat facility and a neat place. Uh, the place I'd really like to go probably would be Pomona. That's what I was going to say. Pomona or the U.S. Nats, and the U.S. Oh, yeah, Nats aren't the, IHRA, so right. Well, and neither is Pomona, but. Uh, oh. Yeah, we really like the IHRA, but but you know, you're gonna put me on the start. There, but there's a there's a ton. We try to yeah. at least hit one new track every year, and this year we didn't, and, and it's really disappointing because because we had two on our list at the beginning of the season, and between COVID and weather, they just didn't happen. But uh, that's racing local is is fun, and we love to points racing, but. Uh, a guy, a guy always needs to get out and get to those different tracks because every track does things so differently. Right. You know how they how they run their program, how they do things, and it's just neat to. It's just fun. Yeah. Where's uh, Where's home base for you? Uh, Glenwood, Iowa. Glenwood. Okay. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, how, just... how long you been uh, turn a eighth mile up? We started out racing out in Scribner years ago. Yeah. In about '95, we took a hiatus and we went circle track racing for ten years. Started racing trucks at Eagle. Uh, with Tracy Weber. Yep. <laughs> yep. Raced with Jesus. Tracy a lot. I'm sorry. He's everywhere. Yep. <laughs> he's everywhere. <laughs> but Usually uh, in the wall, but yeah, he's everywhere. And, and we, we raced at Harlan <laughs> some, and then we ran over and raced Corning for uh, probably six or seven years. Was it just trucks, or did you race something else in the road? No, we raced at Corning. We raced uh, Pro Streets, Pro Ams, whatever. Okay. Chris Speaker and Marty Donner and that bunch. Yeah. But... Uh, so we got back to back to drag racing in about 2008. So, uh, which would have been about the time uh, Junction was opening, right? Right around then. They were they were open a, maybe 2002 or three. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. But they yeah, were we, early, we but started started back in down there. It was it was close to home and. Good deal, man. Rick Pritzer, uh, sportsman champ. I know it takes a lot to get out to the racetrack. Thanks some of them great sponsors that help you out. I don't really chase sponsors, but but my dad, uh, John Pitzer Sales, is a big one. Uh, Siebert Performance, Kevin Taylor Enterprises. Um, no Kevin. Auto Tech in Glenwood there. Those are our, our main sponsors uh, that, that help me out a lot. What's the biggest contingency you ever hauled in? Just 2,000. Not not any. I haven't really ran any of the big money races, and but uh, that's still a pretty good, you know. Yeah, it's shot a good for purse. running four or five rounds. Yeah, well, that one's about six or seven rounds. Oh, that was a. <laughs> I was down in Mocan, and it was about 130 cars. So oh. we had a lot of fun. But uh, I've been to no, points I, meets with that many cars. I couldn't do class. it without without the help of my wife. I mean, oh she, yeah, she. What does she help with? The, is she there on the race day with you? Oh, she does everything. Really, she she. She when we pull trannies, she's there. She she gets the, she has the drive shaft and all that stuff out before we before I can get the torque converter released. And you know the number of memes on Facebook that he could brag about, and he's like, yeah, oh yeah, oh your wife can do this. Well, my wife can change a tranny. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we can t- we can change out a torque converter in the race car in about an hour and a half. Wow. So that's awesome. It's but, so uh, nice to have a, a, a significant other that. Is so supportive of you. Oh, I don't know how many drivers I've seen that that you could tell there's the friction between them and the wife because they they don't really enjoy racing, and so they don't understand the the drive and the dedication that you have to have in order to be successful. Absolutely, that's what she. I mean, at the racetrack, 
don't ever ask me what my tire t- tire pressures are. She takes care of that. She does she that. Do- she does that. She keeps it fueled. She keeps the battery charger hooked up. You know, on race day, I I'm pretty just much the idiot behind the wheel. <laughs> that's sometimes that's the best kind, and it yeah. worked out for you this year. Congratulations on your sportsman championship at Onawa Dragway, and uh, well, once again, congratulations and best of luck in 2021. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Good to meet you. Great. That was Rick Pitzer, the sportsman champion on Ottawa Dragway. We're going to take a break. We'll be back on the front stretch. If you love wings, if you love rings and all kinds of other tempting things, great times, great food, get to quick and steak and move. Quaker Steak and Lube is the official watering hole of the front stretch and the home of MAV-TV, featuring action from the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Great times, great food, get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Located on Mid-America Drive in Council Bluffs. We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par, 95 mile an hour fastball, bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track, professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting, white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17. Feather the brake and get back to the gas. Dan and Dirk are headed into turn three on the front stretch. Welcome back into the front stretch, rolling into turn number three. And it's uh, once again time for another Quaker Steak and Lube local champion interview. And I decided on the spur of the moment we're going to give Quaker Steak and Lube the sponsor credit for that. Because they let us come down and enjoy the, the delicious beers and watch all the delicious food go by as we're too busy to eat. You just better watch out, though, because you made that decision in under four seconds. And uh, that's, that's a good point. You. That, and that was probably a bad decision, but at least I didn't break anything yet. Uh, we're talking with Ottawa Dragway Track Champions down at Quaker Steak and Lube. Don't forget to follow the Front Stretch Facebook page for the events and the times that we're going to be down at Quaker Steak and Lube. Talking with local champions. This time, today, we're talking with a junior dragster champion he's coming to us once again from ottawa dragway as the champion taylor hansen joining us on the show taylor congratulations and welcome man thank you talk a little bit about your history in drag racing uh, first off how old are you i'm 15 years 15 old. that's great my dad didn't trust me going down a gravel road at 15 you would have broke it i would have broke the gravel road in <laughs> fact i think i did break our gravel road several times but uh, you're running a junior dragster how did you get into it and how long you been doing this i got into it from my grandpa racing I raced a 65cc dirt bike at maybe 35 mile an hour, and it was only, I only made a couple of passes on it, and then the next summer, my grandpa asked me if I wanted to get in a junior, and I took the chance. So he's talking about racing a motorcycle down a dragway, which I've oh, seen. There's guys that do that on very fast motorcycles yeah. that do 200 mile an hour and yeah. a quarter mile. Yeah. So. Did, did you have any kind of a support bar behind that, or is it all motorcycle? It's just all motorcycle. Yeah. And so your grandpa asked you, who was your grandpa, by the way? Phil Adler. Do you know that, Dirk? Yeah, uh, I know the name. I don't know if I've ever met him, though. Well, if you don't know you've ever met him, I would bet you didn't, because you would know well, if you but did. I know the name. Yeah. You know, I've seen the name in the circle. Do you know where he's raced at? He's raced at uh, Humboldt County Dragway. Okay. Did he ever tell you stories about this lunatic, Dirk Houston? <laughs> Anything? Have you ever heard that name before? 
saw it on a poster anywhere? No. <laughs> Beware. <laughs> no? Okay. All right. So was this your first year in a junior dragster then, or have you been in it for a couple of years? I've been in it for around seven years. Okay. Gosh, you're 15. Hey, let me let me do this. You can start when you're eight. You can start when you're eight, Dan. Dot, dot the I. You started when you were eight. Yeah. Good land. What are the? Can you give me some stats on those things? So that because I'm gonna know. Like, what's your down the track time, horsepower? Uh, you're allowed to run 790 at 85 until you're 16, and then you can run 750 at 90. Now, how do they break those two up? Because if somebody that's at 16 is going to have a better advantage than somebody that's at 15. So are they in two different junior dragster classes? No. Or is the 16-year-old on a slower tree than the 15-year-old? No, no tree's going to be probably the same. It's going to be the horsepower of the motor is a basic thing, which they can restrict to kill horsepower, right? You guys run restrictors? Yeah. And uh, uh, what's... I, I don't know the specific makes and whatnot of the motors, but I know, like, when they first started in the juniors, you know, back around 1980 or whenever they started having them, it was basically Briggs and Stratton engines on almost everything, and they ran, like, a five-horsepower and then an unlimited horsepower that I know I've heard makes, like, 18 horsepower or something like that. What kind of horsepower are you running with now? Around 55. Okay. See, so things really changed in those junior cars. Yeah. Uh Won the track championship this year in your junior dragster. Talk a little bit about your season and how that final night came out. Did you have it locked up pretty quickly, or was there some nerves? Uh, at the beginning of the season, I was doing pretty solid, and then we had to switch motors for a little bit to refresh in the good motor, and that kind of threw me off a bit. But then at the end of the season, I caught back up and sealed the deal. Yeah. Were you locked in on that last night, or did you get it on the last... Because uh, you guys raced for two for, for two days yeah. for your championship weekend. So were you locked in on Saturday, or was it Sunday you had it locked up? It was on Sunday. Yeah. Pretty relieving? Yeah, right. You just did not have to worry about that, and you can go out and race? Mm-hmm. Did you win that night? Day? No, I made it to the semifinals, but okay. it was enough rounds. Is yeah. this your first championship? No, it's fourth. Four, okay, so you're a veteran at this. <laughs> Is this your first interview? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, it's his first, first of this kind. Yes, it's my first. It's the first on our show. Yeah, definitely. So your season, you said you had to, how many races was your good engine gone getting refreshed? Maybe one or two weekends. Yeah. And it is, a, like we talked with Rick Pitzer, that it, it's a considerable difference when you don't have a reliable engine or something that's going to do consistent, uh, consistent times on the track. Yeah, the motor was slower, so I had to kind of leave a little bit faster, but it was just enough to throw me off when I got the good motor back. Yeah. Well, and it, also another killer this year was only having six points races. Yeah. When you only got six races, everything's important. If you got a dozen or 15 races and you happen to miss a week or you blow up in time trials or whatever, you know, uh, and don't get to run one week, it's not that big a deal. But if you missed one week in six, that would kill you. Yeah. Did you run anywhere else this year or just Ottawa? Yeah, I raced at Thunder Valley Dragway in Marion, South Dakota. I ran in Cordova in Illinois, Humboldt Dragway in Humboldt, Iowa, and I-29 in Pacific Junction. Good land. Like Just all year long, though, not on a weekly basis? Yeah, just all, all year long. Have you ever been over to Eddieville? Yeah, I raced there too. All right, we're getting once again. We're talking with Taylor Hanson, the track champion for Onoma Dragway and the Junior Dragsters. You got to go down and race at Memphis. Was that your first time down there? It was my even, second. Even got the hoodie. 
Oh, he does. Look at that. So is that a championship hoodie from Memphis? Is that what that is? That a championship hoodie from Memphis or no? No. <laughs> Didn't get it. How'd you do down there? This year I made it to the second round and was 14 red. But the first Kirk, what year. What does that mean? 14 red. That means where uh, Rick was going zero zero or zero three four. Yeah. He went minus, which means he went. He went too, too early. early. Got it. Okay. Yeah. By fourteen thousands of a second. Okay. And which technically, in, in science, that's what it is for an eye blink. Wow, as I blink, <laughs> really slowly for you. So uh, unfortunately, you read you you went a little bit too early and got the red flag. Yeah. Red light. Red light. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My circle track is showing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Let me put that away real quick. Did do you know if maybe you rolled in a little too deep or? <laughs> no, I think it was just. I think it was just kind of in the moment getting too stressed out about it worked up you said that this is your second time did you go down last year or years before year before how'd uh, you do then my first year i made it to the finals and then i broke a rod how many rods do your engines have are they just one cylinder yeah just one so he broke the rod <laughs> she broke the rod <laughs> uh, once again taylor hansen joining us on the show uh, taylor make sure to thank some of the great sponsors that uh, help you get out to the racetrack each weekend I'd like to thank Randy Merchant from Sign Masters in Nebraska, and I'd like to thank my Grandpa Charlie. Uh, any other sponsors you want to thank? Parents, girlfriends? I'd like to thank my grandparents and the rest of my family for just supporting me. It takes a lot to get up and down the road. Is your parents thir- uh, pretty heavily involved? Is it just the you and your dad thing? Me and my uh, grandparents. You and your grandparents help out? Uh, so it's your grandparents that kind of help yeah. move this operation down the road? Congratulations, Taylor, on the uh, championship. What are your plans for 2021? Just keep doing the same thing. Two more years? Yeah. Going to step up to anything in particular you're kind of eyeballing, starting to work on? Yeah, this year in 2021, I'll be moving up to the 750 class. Okay. And then hopefully moving up to the sportsman class. I'm going to give Rick a run for his money in a couple of years. Go do a little trash talking with him. Can you can you, <laughs> can you run your junior dragster in the sportsman class at same index? No. 750? No. Can't run it? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Just a thought. Yeah. Maybe you should try it. Talk to Gary about... <laughs> Gary behind him says, no, Dan. Yeah, no, that's an IHRA rule problem. Time to stop talking, Dan. Thanks a lot for your time, Taylor. Uh, it was great talking with you, and uh, best of luck in 2021. Thank you. Congratulations it's on your like championship. All the time, by the way. All the time. We're going to take a break. Nice we'll be back you, on the front stretch. Good luck. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule, and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. It's checkers or wreckers as we enter turn four on the front stretch. Presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs. Welcome back into the front stretch. Brought to you by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Don't forget, Quaker Steak and Lube offer it a smoking deal. You can get $10 gift cards to Quaker Steak and Lube every time you buy a $25 gift card. This deal is going on now until January 1st. Make sure you get over to Quaker Steak and Lube as quickly as possible. Those gift cards are going to sell out really quickly. Let me break it down for you one more time. Quaker Steak and Lube is rewarding you 
for being a good person and giving out gift cards. Buy a $25 gift card for that race fan, for that wing fan, for that burger fan, for the steak fan, for the fries fan, for the beer fan in your family. Every $25 gift card you buy, Quaker Steak and Lube is going to give you a $10 gift card as a thank you. You buy $50, you get a $20. You buy $100, you get a $40. This is money that you can spend, you can give to your friends, you can hold on to yourself, whatever you want to do. Buy a Quaker Steak and Lube gift card. We talk a lot about supporting local and supporting those that support dirt racing. And it's easy to say Quaker Steak and Lube is a national company, but it is locally owned and locally operated. Chris Morris, who's been a fantastic supporter of the Fred Stretch for nearly the entire time it's been on uh, AM590. And it's been a big supporter of dirt racing throughout the area. Chris owns, operates, manages, runs, hires locally, and supports locally. So make sure you get out to Quaker Steak and Lube and support those that, A, it is a local company. Local money stays in Council Bluffs. Local paychecks get cashed thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube. And uh, the money that he makes goes to the front stretch and goes to uh, some dirt racers throughout the area. So get over to Quaker Steak and Lube. $25 gift card gets you an additional $10 gift card as a thank you. Of course, all the NFL action on the big screens today at Quaker Steak and Lube. So head over there, grab yourself something to eat, and enjoy some great food while watching some great sports. Well, we got some local news to announce. Eagle Raceway made it official earlier this week on Monday that the 2020 banquet had been postponed. This typically happens around the time in January, but unfortunately, because of the latest restrictions that have been put in place for Lincoln, for Omaha, for the surrounding areas... Eagle felt it would be best to just postpone this event and try again later. They've kicked around the idea of possibly doing it at the racetrack for a free outdoor event with food and drinks available during the icebreaker challenge. So we could see that get folded into the opening race weekend at Eagle Raceway. I kind of like the idea of that. You know, some of these guys sit the dirt tracks have a really good habit of turning a bad situation into a good thing. I don't know how many times we talked about Joe Kaziski and one of his races getting canceled, so he pairs it up with another race, and it ends up working out better for him. So we'll have to wait and see what happens here. It's all going to depend on when the restrictions start to get lifted for COVID-19, as is once again starting to sweep through the Midwest. So recap that in racing news. The Eagle Raceway Banquet has been postponed for the 2020 banquet season, which usually happened in January of 2021, just coming up here in about a month and a half. Local racer Daryl DeFrance had some awesome news. He got a phone call from Ken Schrader that announced uh, Speedway Illustrated Magazine had picked him as being awarded the Real Racer Award for 2020. He's up against drivers like Ray Cook, Jimmy Johnson, Steve Gran, and 11 other nominees that got honorable mentions as Daryl DeFrance took the honors. So congratulations to Daryl DeFrance on picking up the Real Racer Award from Speedway Illustrated in 2020. That's a cool little award. We'll have to reach out to Daryl to see if we can get him on the show for that. More local news, IED Speedway has announced that they're going to be hosting the World of Outlaws in 2020 once again. Roland Race News host James Roland and I were having a conversation uh, about a week and a half ago, and he said, you know, it's a real shame we don't get to see more 410 races in Nebraska here at at, at I-80 Speedway or at Eagle Raceway where him and I work together. The real tough thing with getting the World of Outlaws to come to a track in the Midwest, I guess it doesn't have to do with the Midwest, but it's dollars and cents. It costs a lot to get those to get the World of Outlaws sanctioning to come to your racetrack. And 
with I-80 Speedway only holding about 4,000 tickets, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people, I-80 Speedway holds about 4,000 tickets. <laughs> I don't care what picture you saw, what no- ticket number you thought was sold, what number you heard was sold, I-80 Speedway's grandstands only hold about 4,000 people. When you add in the restrictions for COVID-19, and I think it's safe to assume we're going to still be dealing with COVID-19 around August of next year. We can have pie-in-the-sky ideas that it's all just going to go away, but it's not just going to go away. Uh, The best cases I've heard is that they're going to have some sort of vaccine available for emergency workers, uh, important people, healthcare officials in about January. And they've only got about 25 million of the, I think it was the Pfizer one that I was reading about, that that's going to take care of a small wave. We have 300 million people in the United States we got to take care of, and we have, what, 9 billion people worldwide to take care of? It's going to be a while. They said, best case scenario, if this works flawlessly and we get production, no issues, no shipping issues, no distributing issues, the normal population should start seeing vaccinations around April. There, That's still a lot of time till August, but this is going to be a long, drawn-out process. Anyways, what I'm saying is it's going to take a long time to get this beat back down to where it's no longer a pandemic and it's just a pain in the butt. Well, I guess it's still a pain in the butt, but we're going to be probably facing restrictions at I-80 Speedway, which means 4,000 seats could only be available at 3,000 seats because they're going to reduce the capacity for outdoor events assuming they reduce the capacity for outdoor events. And there are still a number, a substantial amount of people that don't want to go out to the racetrack anymore. They don't want to go out in public anymore. They don't want the risk of being exposed to COVID-19 because, as we've talked about on this show, it doesn't matter if I get it. If Sarah and I get it, which Sarah's already got it, and she's beat it, she's fine. I have been sick for the last two and a half months, but I've tasted, tested negative every time. I don't care if I have it. I've probably got a healthy enough body that I can beat it. But I'm worried about my mom. I'm worried about newborns. I'm new, And I'm worried about my co-host, Dirk. He's got a compromised immune system. He has to go into dialysis three times a week. He doesn't have the healthiest of bodies right now because his body is not working well for him. He's trying everything he can to get back on track and, and have a healthy body again. But for the time being, he's very, very uh, cautious and, and has to be cautious. And the elderly, the young... In the those of us of middle age, young age that have compromised immune systems, we have to be careful too. And a lot of people just don't go out to the racetrack. So 3,000 seat capacity turns probably into 2,000 to 2,100, 2,200 seats. Tickets sold, in my best estimate. And 2,100 tickets sold, even with everybody buying beer, even with everybody buying uh, food and, and some merchandise from the racetrack, the one that has to pay the bill. The dollars and cents get very, very difficult to foot the bill for the World of Outlaws. And that's just to get the race there. Then they got to pay officials to be at the racetrack. They got to pay for track prep. They got to pay for electricity, this and that, and so on and so forth. All of that, despite all of that, I'm glad to see that Nebraska is going to get another World of Outlaws race and to be able to do some racing throughout the, uh, be able to see some of that great racing. That was a fantastic time at Eagle, at IED Speedway that uh, weekend earlier this year when they were able to make up the race. With such short notice, got to sit and, and, and watch as one of the best announcers in the business uh, worked his magic and, and got to experience just a, a big-time sprint car race, a big, big-time sprint car race at I-80 Speedway. I've seen some great sprint car races at I-80 Speedway, but 
they they weren't quite as big as as the world of outlaws can be. It, it, it just the world of outlaws, whether it be the sprint cars, the late models, the Lucas Oil late models, they bring an extra pizzazz that that you don't get with a local touring series, but. It's great to see that we're going to have another one of those races at I-80 Speedway. Once again, that's going on August 27th at I-80 Speedway. Once again, you can get, you can get more tickets and information. I'm sure those tickets are going to be available at I-80Speedway.com, or you can find them at World of Outlaws when they become available uh, later on in the uh, next coming weeks. So uh, great news. I-80 Speedway getting a World of Outlaw race for the second year in a row. I highly encourage everybody, go out and buy your tickets. If you're worried about social distancing, wear a mask, sanitize your hands, stay away from people. We try to make our announcements to keep to, for people to social distance as best as you could. So uh, just get out and support the racetracks. We're talking about this in November, and I can only imagine what we're going to be saying next uh, June and July as we get a little bit closer to that race. I-80 Speedway for more information, World of Outlaws for more information. Wanted to throw in one little last bit of uh, information before we wrap up today's show. Uh, big apologies to all of the Pickens contest, the Rick Havermidge Pickens contest, top 16, and anybody that is eligible for a prize. I have been absolutely horrible about getting the prize notifications out this year and getting all that stuff organized. I've got the prize reservations from the top 16. I need to get them for 17th on back, and I need to start getting those mailed out. I promise that's going to start going out this week. It's just been uh, kind of one of those things that... Um, Unfortunately, it just took you a little uh, bit of a back burner, even though been isolating, uh, Sarah and I have been isolating this last week. I had plenty of time to get it done, and I just didn't. So I will work my best to get that done. And a big, big thank you again to Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners for helping us support the front stretch and helping us put that contest on that so many people uh, enjoy to, to participate in every single year. For those of you who are new to the contest, uh, you if you were in the top 16, you got a notification a couple of weeks back just prior to the Phoenix Championship race uh, asking to reserve your prize in a list of all the prizes that we had. We had a bunch of NASCAR teams that were able to help us out and send us some autographed items since Dirk and I weren't able to get to the NASCAR tracks this year and have contact with the drivers to get autographed hero cards. We had some great prizes that were sent in, including autographed prize packages from Eric Jones and Tyler Reddick and uh, just so many, so many great drivers and uh, and so many people that were willing to just take time out of their day and, and track, this down, track down some autographed items for us. We have some fans that also donated some really cool prizes, so all of those are in our prize vault and we have a big list of them available. We're going to be sending that stuff out in the next uh, week or so, so you'll be checking for that email from us from frontstretchradio at gmail.com. If you haven't been a part of the Rick Havenridge Pick'em's Contest before, maybe time for you to jump in on that. It's going to start off at Daytona 500. It's free to play. Once again, thanks to Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners. Find out what Rick can do for you today, rickhavenridgeadvice.com. But Rick makes it so that we can have that contest for free, and we make a really, really simple fantasy contest. You pick a driver you think is going to do best each race weekend. You can only pick a driver a total of three times in the season. We do a playoff reset after 26 races, the same time that the NASCAR playoffs start, and that kind of helps shake things back together, uh, kind of throws out a caution if anybody's got a huge lead after the first 26 races, kind of bunches everybody back up and we go at it again. So you'll get more information on that. You can always get uh, get an email sent over to us, frontstretchradio at gmail.com. Frontstretchradio at gmail.com is that email address. Send us an email. We'll get you on the email list, and we'll get you guys signed up coming in uh, February for the Daytona 500. 
And this year it's on uh, February 14th. So once again, those of you that participated in the Pick'ems contest for 2020, I apologize. I haven't gotten the prizes sent out quite yet. I'm going to be working on that this week. So expect an email coming here in just uh, a couple of days, maybe even uh, later in next week. Big thanks again, Rick Havenridge, for supporting the Pick'ems contest. Rick Havenridge uh, at Wealth Partners. Find out what Rick can do for you today. RickHavenridgeAdvice.com. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We appreciate everybody hanging out for today's show. Big thanks to Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs for supporting the front stretch. A big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lou for their continued support of the front stretch. Make sure you support those local businesses as the uh, shutdowns and the restrictions continue. It is ever so important that you guys support local businesses. That's the only way that dirt track drivers are going to get to the racetrack next season. It's the only way the front stretch is going to stay on. It's the only way that any of us that are reporting on racing and trying to keep you guys entertained, you're going to be able to keep going. This is a world that is run by dollars and cents, and unfortunately those things are hard to come by. you got an extra couple of dollars in your paycheck this week, head out and support somebody local. Go get a race at at, uh, at Joe's Karting. Go get something to eat at, at uh, Quaker Steak and Lube. Delivery is available uh, via the, I believe it's the Grubhub app from uh, at uh, Quaker Steak and Lube. But uh, if you want to sit down, they've got spacing available. There's plenty of space in that place, and uh, you're going to be able to have a good time. You can also order ahead to take out Quaker Steak and Lube on Facebook for more information. All right, coming up for next week's show, we uh, greatly appreciate, once again, everybody hanging out with us today and uh, enjoying a little bit of we appreciate everybody hanging out and enjoying a little bit of conversation about some dirt racing. Coming up next week, uh, Bo Sanders, the Onawa Dragway Championship interviews continue. We're going to talk with Bo Sanders in turn number two. Then we're going to talk with Don Freeze in turn number three. That's coming up next week. And once again, you know, God willing, we're able to get into the studio. Dirk and I will bring you some racing headlines and we'll get you more information. Uh, interviews lined up we got to get the eagle raceway interviews scheduled so we'll be doing those down at quaker steak and lube in the next couple of weeks once again big thanks to everybody for hanging out with us today we appreciate your guys' support of the front stretch please like the facebook page and share it share 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 so that everybody can know what's going on with local and national racing and then we can get some of these local drivers some big publicity that's going to bring in some sponsorship dollars and the wheels continue to turn for Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been The Front Stretch on AM590. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. The official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids night. Tuesdays are all you can eat wings for $12.95. And the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs.